Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Allie Quorum and Justin Nielsen here with a look at the market for Monday, April 3rd. And we saw an inside day, I believe, for the NASDAQ and some strength coming out of the Dow. Yeah, it was a, a very interesting day. It seemed like tech was taking a little bit of a breather, but it really didn't want to give up gains. Uh, the Dow led, um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. And we also have some stocks that we'll cover, of course. Um, you know, oil was definitely on people's minds today, so we'll take a look at Chevron. Uh, super microcomputer also in the tech space and a setup potentially in monolithic power. All right, we'll get to those. But first, let's take a look at how the major indexes fared today. Uh, so we mentioned the Dow outperforming up 1%. We'll get to that chart soon. The Nasdaq down about a quarter of a percent, but closing well off of its intraday lows. The S&P up four tenths of a percent and the Russell 2000 roughly flat on the day. So we're starting out with a look at the Nasdaq because that's what's been leading and a lot of IBD type stocks uh, we like uh, looking at versus the NASDAQ here. So not giving back a whole lot. A pause to be expected after, what, a 15% move over the last, uh, or a strong move, I would say, over the last 15 days um, yeah. and not giving up much ground as of yet. Yeah, I think it was like, what, 18% over the last 15 days, something like that. I mean, really, really strong. I mean, yeah. heck, 15, you know, 18% is pretty good for a year. Uh, and to have that in 15 days is not not too shabby. But look at that, the NASDAQ composite here, getting right up to those February 2nd highs. Um, so we're, we're kind of at a critical area uh, to see if we can kind of puncture through that resistance. Now, of course, QQQ, which represents the NASDAQ 100, has already punctured that uh, level, the February 2nd highs. Uh, remember, it had a little bit of a benefit because it wasn't as weighed down by the financial stocks. Uh, mm -hmm. The NASDAQ 100 is the non-financial, the top 100 non-financial stocks of the NASDAQ. So that had a little bit of a edge there. But uh, tech definitely did take a little bit of a break today. Um, but look, if, you, if you're going to go up 18% in 15 days, don't you deserve a break? And the reality is, although the NASDAQ composite was down like a, a full percent at its lows, uh, right. the fact that it rallied up, closed exactly. near its peak, and you know only, only dropped off a quarter percent, I mean, that's, that's not too bad as far as uh, down days go. Exactly. And let's also take a look at the S&P 500 uh, because it added to its gains today after clearing a trend line last week. We got above the high from uh, the 6th of March, and now we're getting close to those February highs for the S&P as well, Justin. Yeah, a little bit further away, but still right in uh, spitting distance, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, oil definitely helped the S&P 500. Um, if you look at the 11 sector spider funds, oil was by far the, well, I should say energy, XLE mm -hmm. uh, ETF oh, was by that. far and away um, the, the strongest uh, sector spider fund of the 11 sector spider funds of the S&P 500, gapping up above its 50-day moving average line and really helping the S&P 500 uh, with some mm -hmm. strong app performance. Now, remember, XLE is really heavily concentrated in two stocks, Chevron, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and ExxonMobil. Um, both of those together take up about 40% mm -hmm. of the weight of XLE. That they do. And also fueling the Dow. Uh, in addition to that, we also had UNH, a big day for UNH as well, with United Health up 4.6%. And with it being a price-weighted index, UNH definitely doing its part to boost the Dow. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the Dow, look, that was up, uh, what did it finish? Yeah, up a percent. Mm -hmm. um, uh, really, really strong day for the Dow. But keep in mind, this one's got a little bit further to go. And it has been the lagging index. Um, you see that relative strength, just not nearly as strong as, as the NASDAQ has been lately, um, or the S&P 500. Of course, the relative strength is comparing the Dow here versus the S&P 500. And it's been in a downtrend. Um, but Look, it's gotten back above its 50-day moving average line. I do like that last week it was participating. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't like before where the NASDAQ seemed like it, if it had done a follow-through day earlier, it would have been all by itself. There yeah. was nothing there to support it. But now exactly. all the other indexes kind of caught up and, you know, got in position. So uh, the Dow did, did, did participate. And as you mentioned, Chevron, you know, that helped the Dow today and UNH. Uh, two very high price stocks uh, that were that were leading. Uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance was in there too. Uh, WBA um, also helping, but a lot of these Dow components are still kind of coming off the bottom. They're they're below their 200-day moving right. average lines, a little bit weaker. Mm -hmm. And let's also take a brief look at the Russell 2000, which is tracked by the IWM ETF, basically flat on the day and talking about uh, having a lot of ground to make up. Yeah. The Russell 2000 definitely does with that heavy exposure to financials. But also, I thought energy was in here, too. So so uh, I guess the smaller energy stocks not really <laughs> helping today. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, uh, one of the stocks I was considering, you know, looking at, and it's, it's not that it's tiny, but like Marathon Petroleum, you know, MPC, uh, that's one of the stronger refiners out there. And, you know, it looks very different from a lot of the energy stocks because it's, it's, you know, up there near highs, whereas mm -hmm. a lot of the energy stocks weren't up there. Um, but, right. you know, it, it's... Most most of them were below their 50-day, like the Chevron. Most of them were below their 50-day, getting above it. Um, even look at XLE, you know, that was below its 50-day, uh, right. just getting above it. So I don't know. Uh, again, Marathon isn't a small cap, but it, it did seem like it was the Halliburton, the Chevron, <laughs> the Exxon, um, a, a lot of the big players that were having the biggest gains. Mm -hmm. And now let's uh, just take a brief look at some other sectors and themes on our radar. We've got ITB. The home builder, so following up on a strong gain on Friday, we saw Friday's gain at 2.8%, and so tacking on a little bit more here today after some really tight action, so encouraging to see a bit of a follow-up here. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw out another name that I was going to consider was DHI, because uh, again, this was one that had been forming a nice cup with handle mm -hmm. and and did come out on Friday with a lot of volume. So um, ITB, uh, you know, a lot of these home builders are still representative uh, of a lot of stocks that are in our MarketSmith Growth 250, a very good list there. Um, they're represented in our, you know, IBD 50. So a lot of representation from those home builders. Yes. And chips, SMH. Uh, we've seen a lot of leading action out of the chip sector. We'll take a look at a couple of uh, chip related uh, names today, but taking a little bit of a breather, still closing off the lows here, Justin. So holding nicely at these recent highs. And, and that's exactly what I think we'd like to see here is holding, um, just kind of uh, digesting these gains and and holding here, you know, staying above the 50 day moving mm -hmm. average line, staying above this ground, this resistance that it's, uh, you know, surpassed now. Uh, right. What could happen easily here is that resistance can become support. So ideally, we could see it kind of trickle down a little bit, get support right at that previous level of resistance and then potentially power mm -hmm. higher. 
Exactly. With the 21 day line catching up to meet it and bouncing off that level. We'll have to see if we get that. And we also want to look at IGV. This is the tech software ETF with a breakout on Friday. It too holding its ground, still down about uh, seven to eight tenths of a percent today. But if this was a breakout stock, uh, this this looks like normal action here. Yeah, nothing nothing wrong happening here. Um, and and look, it had had a pretty big move from its bottom. So right. uh, it certainly was entitled to a break. I like that it actually did take a break along the way, kind of paused yeah. there uh, at like that 293 level um, and then started moving some more. But hey, look, it's 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 due for another break here. And, um, you know, just pausing here right above 300, even if it trickled below 300 a little bit, that wouldn't be a disaster. So um uh, just as long as it doesn't give up too much ground. Um, I, I'd like to see it hold above mm -hmm. that 293, in fact. Um, right. But yeah, uh, tech, tech is still looking strong. Again, not giving much ground up mm -hmm. at all today. Yes. And let's take a quick look at your TNX. This is the 10-year treasury yield. So coming off today, Justin, it seems like, uh, you know, for much of last year and even part of this year, we were seeing rising rates, but it seems like maybe the market's looking ahead to the light being at the end of the tunnel. And then of course we have all of this bank drama that's been, you know, added to the equation. What are your thoughts on what we're seeing with rates right now? Well, you know what, it, it kind of almost seems like the focus has uh, kind of shifted a little bit. There was, there was definitely this correlation, right? It was like, okay, when, when rates, rates were rising, the markets were, were falling and yeah. when they were falling, they were rising. But now uh, that correlation has kind of not been as strong. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if that means that the focus is kind of uh, pulled away from that. Certainly on the financial side with the bank, you know, crises that were happening and failures um, that that certainly pulled more of the attention. But look, there was a there was a strong PCE, you know, report. And when I say strong, it the inflation data was coming in lighter. And uh, I, I think that was encouraging. I think people are maybe getting a little bit more, as you said, looking at that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but a lot of that can change. All it takes is another report, and you know that could that could put some water on the fire. Mm -hmm. And now let's to take a little bit closer look at Chevron. That's one of the stocks we want to highlight in a bit more detail today. A big move for this uh, big heavyweight here, uh, but four point two percent. So that's a that's a big move for this stock uh, in yep. a day up uh, in stronger volume, getting back above the moving averages. So it's been basing for a while, Justin. But um, a move like what we saw today on the heels of OPEC Plus's announcement of production cuts definitely uh, seemed to be good news in the eyes of Chevron investors. Yeah, but now the the question is, can it last? Um, right. You know, and uh, one more ETF I forgot to throw in there uh, for you, Allie, was USO. Uh, just to take that. Yeah, general we briefly look. we briefly pulled it up. Yeah, briefly yeah. So, showed that pop. Yeah, I, I mean, here here we are with USO. Uh, you know, and and this kind of represents the the price of oil, the spot price right. of oil. We're right there at the two hundred day moving average line, that forty week line, and so I don't know that this energy. Uh, play is going to be as easy as it was in 2022. I mean, you look at how strong that trend was in 2022. You were above the the 40 week line. You were above the 10 week line. Um, now you've been in a little bit more of a, a downtrend. Maybe we're you know crossing above that uh, 
that downtrend, but right. I think it's a little bit too soon to to call victory here for for oil. So I'm I'm being a little bit cautious here. So as strong as this looked today, and as much as it was leading the market today, um, you still have a lot of these. As we said, a lot of these 50-day moving average lines are still in a downtrend. The overall you know picture is still in a downtrend. Exxon Mobil looks a little bit stronger than Chevron. Um, you know, I wanted to just talk about Chevron because it's in the Dow. Um, looks a little bit stronger, but overall, this is still an area that has uh, has some work to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, what we'd like to see from here, just like with other areas of the market, is can this uh, strength hold up? Can it continue? Can it can it retain these gains? Um, because some tight action here would be looking good, but. Um, the, the trick with energy, I mean, it clearly, the picture has changed, uh, a little bit, like we just pulled up USO, um, the conditions are a little bit different here. So can we get a 2022 like move again for these oil stocks? I mean, we'll have to see, we know how tricky it is when you are trading stocks that have, uh, such a tie to the, to an underlying commodity that can be, um, it, you know, it, it's not immune to swings, right? right. So mm -hmm. it can move a lot in mm -hmm. either direction, not just yeah. up. And, and, and look, you know, I, I mean, again, if we take that bigger picture, uh, let's go back to the USO and look at the monthly chart. Um, you know, this is still something that, you know, has, has been in an overall downturn again, for as strong as we came off the bottom in 2020, uh, this still has a lot of ground to make up, uh, overall. Um, so, you know, and, and, and this is the case with a lot of these oil stocks, um, you know, Exxon Mobil, um, you know, that, that did, well, you know, USO might have some, some of the thing going on with the futures. There might be a little bit of contango in this yeah, um, ETF. Um, but you know, Exxon Mobil is, is definitely in a better, in a, in a better spot. The fact that it was able to get to highs, um, Chevron, as well, um, you know, Halliburton, a lot of these big oil, you know, companies, um, SLB, you know, they, they're, they're not too far off the, the highs from like, you know, 2008, 2014, um, that era, but, you know, they're, they're, they still have some work to do. Um, so yeah, I think it remains to be seen. And look, it was a strong move off the bottom in 2020. So uh, they can't go straight up. So mm -hmm. the, the recent downtrend that we saw is, is probably... Uh, something that might might provide another opportunity, but I, I think it's just mm. too early to say right now. Yeah. And what we do know is that the tech sector is still leading right now. And yeah. we want to be focusing on those leading stocks. So, right. But a development yeah. we can't ignore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on and take a look at ticker SMCI. This is super micro computer in the group ranked uh, number six out of 197. It was up 6% today in some above average volume. Uh, now, Justin, when we see stocks break out and then pull back to their 21 day lines and then bounce, that is the signal of a leading stock. And that's what we're getting right now with SMCI. Yeah. So, uh, so far, I think the action has been, you know, pretty, pretty strong. Look, they had this, um, they had this, what, short report uh, a few months ago, and it really seemed to shake off that news um, and, and yeah. come, come right back. Uh, it, it, it broke out, had another test of its 50 day moving average line, and then crossed that 100 level. And, you know, 
and got support right there. So it, not only did it get support at that 100 level, but also at that 21-day moving average line. Now, from that breakout, we are getting to that green shaded zone, which is your, your profit area. That's that's an area to take profits on stocks. Um, so we are getting up there. Uh, so now it's a matter of how do you want to handle this? Um, you know, are you looking at this as, hey, something I could add to because it did have that pullback and maybe it goes up further, another opportunity to, uh, to, to buy here? Um, or if you've been holding on to it, um, you know, are you wanting to maybe sell some into the strength? Uh, certainly, I think when you got into the shaded zone a few weeks ago um, or two weeks ago, that would have been uh, a, a very, a very strong strategy there. Right. Uh, I think we're still in that, uh, you know, kind of kind of mood where selling into strength is is not a bad thing uh, because Absolutely. we are, uh, you know, we, we, we still, you know, could have some digestion of these gains. We, we could go sideways. We could be range bound. Um, the evidence still isn't piled up fully that this is the beginning of something much, much bigger. Yes. All right. And now let's take a look at MPWR Monolithic Power. This is a neat, fabulous semiconductor group. It's been hanging around this uh, round number at 500, Justin, for a little while as it finds support at its 50-day line. We can take a look at it on the weekly chart. So this was a strong move that it had uh, from January to February. And now a handle that could, it almost looks like a flat base in itself, but mm -hmm. some really nice support at the bottom of the base. Yeah, very tight action. And what's interesting about this pattern is, again, I'm glad you put up the weekly chart because if you kind of look at, we're, we're getting back up to those levels of 2021, uh, you know, 2022. So there's there's an important resistance level that we're potentially going to be hitting here pretty soon. So I like that we've set up right underneath that kind of building a platform uh, from which we might be able to launch from. And if we do, then this this may have some power. And it's certainly in the right group, um, whether it's the semiconductor fabulous, the equipment, um, you know, chips, chips are one of the leading areas. That's where we're seeing a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is just another one. And also, let's just make sure we we take a little pause to recognize that uh, relative strength line, which has been powering higher and is, is near highs. So it's nice to mm -hmm. see that up there near highs um, while the price is still not quite up at the highs yet. Exactly. I mean, what a strong group and, and what a strong stock. When you are pulling up uh, top stocks in the group and they all have an RS yeah. rating of 98 and then this stock an EPS rating of 99, composite rating of 99, uh, definitely a lot about it that makes it worth watching. Yeah. So now look, the estimates, this is something that we're seeing a little bit more. Uh, we, we've got an earnings season coming up pretty soon. We just finished the first quarter. And so now we'll, you know, in a few weeks, you know, earnings season is going to be ramping up again. And, um, you know, we'll see how some of these earnings comes out. I think that's going to be one of those things that a lot of people are watching. Um, yeah. Certainly the estimates for a lot of companies are looking a little bit weaker. Um, we'll see how things pan out. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well said, Justin. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. That is it for today. But we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. So make sure you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. We will see you there. We'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.